Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nat's Town. Nat's Nightly, sponsored by Federal Baseball. FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Fredding from Federal Baseball. I've got Doug from Federal Baseball. Three win over the Phillies. Oh, Bryce Harper. Why, indeed. Oh, nice bat flip, kid. Bryce Harper yeah. makes it a 3 nothing win. <laughs> Three-run home run in the eighth. 0-3. Oh, three. three Ks on some foie-less curves. Oh, embarrassing, embarrassing curve. Two on, one out. Didn't look good all night. Finally got a hanging slider from silly lefty Patrick Schuster. Jacket did a very Ran around the bases, three nothing Nationals after Mark Melanson closes it out. Harper looked bad at the plate, as I mentioned most of the night. Uh, kind of lost. Jared Eikhoff was having his way with him with curved balls, striking him out. But he finally got hold of one there, lifted the Nationals, the only ones of the game on his three run blast, number 24. Ten games and 46 PAs between it, but he got to enjoy that one. Yeah, I apologize. There's an ambulance going by uh, just as you cut to me there. Um, <laughs> now, and, and an ambulance is appropriate for uh, how uh, how Harper was looking in those first three at-bats. I mean, striking out on three straight curveballs well outside and low, uh, really looking like he hasn't in, since – uh, some rough patches in 2012 when he was getting manhandled by some uh, by some more veteran pitchers who were taking advantage of uh, his inexperience there. He really looked lost up there. Uh, the, the third time he came around, I was, hey, he worked it to a three and two count before embarrassingly flailing at a curveball outside. Uh, I, I, I did the, the most hope I had for him in that A.B. was, well, it's a lefty, so maybe it's a different look. And it was a different enough look and a bad enough pitch that, boy, he really punished. Uh, not a lot of elevation on it, but it, it's not like he needed it. There was there was enough zip on that ball that I, I think it hit, like, up even with the ribbon board off the back wall of the, uh, of the home bullpen there, right in the corner, ripped pretty hard. Uh, so that was... I, I think a, a, a resounding refusal to wear the golden sombrero tonight, uh, which I admit I was fully expecting him to put on, and I, I had my snarky headline all set to go about that. I guess I'll have to change it now. <laughs> Damn you, Harper. Harper wasn't the only one, obviously, that uh, didn't do much against Jarrett Eikhoff. He was 4-1 and one in his last five starts before tonight, 4-5-4 ERA, seven walks, 26 Ks, 270, 308, 504 line against and 35 and two-thirds innings pitched over that stretch. Uh, the one loss over that stretch, of course, was to the Nationals in Citizens Bank Park. He re- had a really nice 12-6 to six curve going tonight. Uh, I noted in here before we went to that last part that he had Harper baffled most of the night. Uh, pretty efficient, too. Six scoreless, five hits, two walks. Uh, where is his pitch count? 82 pitches. Uh, they went to the bullpen a little early there, but Nationals couldn't do much of anything against him. It was looking like a, another one of those nights for the Nats offense until Bryce Harper did come through there in the end against the bullpen. Yeah, and, and it's kind of funny thinking uh, he had Harper baffled. Usually when you've got someone baffled, you think it's because you're giving him different looks and you know moving the ball around and keeping him off balance. 
he threw him the same exact pitch three times in a row, and he swung and missed at it three times in a row in that first A-B. And it didn't get much better in the next two. Uh, so I don't know if he, he has some deception in his delivery. I, I didn't think to really give it a good look from where I was sitting, and it felt like I had that great a view of it anyway. But he was certainly throwing his curveball for strikes when he needed to, and a lot of times he didn't need to, and he was generating some ineffective contact. Uh, the Nats, for the most part, were going after him early in the count and getting themselves out with weekly hit balls. Uh, it was pretty frustrating to watch because in, in the few appearances where uh, the Nats were showing some patience, he was going to long counts, and uh, people were getting some pitches to hit. But uh, for whatever reason, that wasn't the approach most people followed over the course of the night. And he was shutting the Nats down pretty effectively for, uh, for his entire appearance. Yeah. Max Scherzer, luckily for the Nationals, uh, solid outing on the mound, uh, unbeaten in his last five before tonight, 4-0 with a 3-2-4 ERA, eight walks, 35 Ks, a 200-246-344 line against and 33 and a third over that stretch. Struck out 11 Phillies, gave up three hits, two earned run, and eight innings pitched in a 3-2 win in Citizens Bank Park late last month. Uh, pitch count was up early. He had three innings of 25-11-32 for 68 pitches after three innings pitched, which was 13 in the next two, 81 after five scoreless, 99 after six scoreless. He went all the way up to 117 and six and two-thirds scoreless, but... Um, kept the Phillies off the board until the Nationals finally came through there. Uh, not his best start of the year, but it really kind of soldiered through there at the end and put together a decent outing for Scherzer, um, pulling up his line here after I was looking for where that Robinson play is for the next question. <laughs> One walk, eight Ks on the night. Uh, not a lot of ground. It's either three to four ground out to fly out for Scherzer on the night. Yeah, he, he was really seemed to be having trouble spotting pitches to the corners tonight. Uh, he in, in usually has a lot of success pitching inside. He hit two batters, one on the left, one on the right today. Um, he had that walk. Uh, he was going through a lot of long counts, having trouble putting batters away. Um, for as effective as the outing was in terms of the result, you know, zero runs on seven innings, uh, he, he really didn't look that great. Um, I guess I shouldn't complain too much, but I, I won't let that stop me because I'm some dude on the Internet. Uh, I, I don't understand why Dusty let him go out for the seventh. Uh, th- there was just no reason to put those 20 more high-stress pitches on his arm when those are 20 pitches that, that might come in real handy uh, later in the month or, or next month for, for whatever reason those might be useful. Um, there, there are like 83 people in the bullpen, many of them quite serviceable against the uh, erratic Phillies lineup. So, I mean, okay, Dusty, it worked, but you had guys up throwing. You had to bring them in anyway. Why not just let them start the inning, let Scherzer get some rest? Uh, there, was, there was no reason to risk things going wrong, which they almost did, but the bullpen bailed them out. Uh, and I, I think the, the, the cost in potential fatigue this late in the season, not worth it. No, that definitely was my next question. And I, I was concerned enough with what they were doing there to go out and look during the game. His season high is 119 and on May 11th against Detroit. He happened to strike out 20 in that game. So you can kind of understand them sticking with him at that time. He'd gone to 117 twice, but 
back in late June, early July, uh, 116 twice. Uh, that's about you know, twice before. Uh, those were April, late July. So I tend to agree. I was definitely wondering how long they were going to stick with him there. When it got up towards 117, I was really hoping they got him out and didn't let him try to get that last out of the inning there. But uh, especially with Strasburg down now, even the Phillies broadcasters were wondering about what's going on there and why you would leave him in for that long in a game that's you know, you have to win the division. You have to keep going until you get there. But I think they could have possibly pieced that together with the seventh inning with the bullpen that they have. Like you mentioned, all the arms out there. Uh, uh, interested to see what Dusty Baker's going to say going into this uh, post game if he does talk about that at all. If anyone asks how, how long you, you stuck with him and why you stuck with him that long. Yeah, well, you know, you got to save the bullpen. You only got like. 30 arms in there, and, and some of them have as many as 10 pitches on them. So you, you don't want to wear that out this early in September. Got to save something for next week. The best chance to score before the Bryce Harper home run came in the fourth inning. Uh, Clint Robinson singles this one down and moved up on a walk to Danny Espinosa. Jose Lovatone with the single to center. Odubel Herrera came up throwing there. Clint Robinson not exactly, but another ambulance. What's going on <laughs> Looked like looked to me yeah, like Robinson got in. I know you were sitting high above the play there in the three hundreds watching it. I don't know if you had a good view of that, but looked to me like he snuck his hand in around the tag. But even upon review, they wouldn't reverse that one, so it remained scoreless at that point. Yeah, from from where I was sitting, I thought, oh, he got his hand in there. As long as he hit the plate, he must have he must have beaten the play. You know, granted, I'm very high above where it took place, and uh, and, and a good bit back. But even on the Exmo, they had it up on the big scoreboard. Looked a lot to me like his his fingers were on the plate before the tag hit his leg, uh, or I, I guess a, like a, a, around his waist maybe. Um, I, I guess not. You know, I, I I didn't. That that seems pretty clear cut to me. And well, of course it would to everyone else in the ballpark. I mean, you know, home fans. But. Uh, I was a little surprised that that call came back against the Nets and came back so quickly against the Nets, now, unless there was some other angle that we didn't see that was less ambiguous. That that looked uh, an awful lot like he made it. Uh, they didn't have a good angle on the Philly broadcast either, which I was watching tonight just to get that other team perspective on our team. So uh, there was no good angle that I saw. I'm guessing that there was just not a good enough look to overturn it, but it sure looked to me like he got around the tag and you couldn't really see whether or not he tagged him before uh, Clint hit the plate there, slapped the plate, slid around there. looked like he was safe to me, but ends up being a non-factor anyway. They get the win in the end, 3 nothing. Uh, I got a trivia question for you from the oh, Phillies broadcast. Man. I hate when Dave's not on here since it was against the Phillies. Who hit the first home run in Nats history? It actually happened against the Phillies in 2005. (laughs) It's almost always your Um, guess, so I figured it's right in your wheelhouse. Brad, a smaller smaller Dunn Wilkerson? No, that was my guess, too, believe it or not. I'll give you one other guess, (laughs) because I have to think you're going to go guess this name on the next one. (laughs) Uh... Vinny Castilla? No, Termel Sledge. I thought that was always your go-to Oh, Termel Sledge, of course. <laughs> it seemed too uh, obvious. Jeff, 
jumping out of the game for a minute here. Uh, big news before the game, Steven Strasburg broke his 48 hours of silence, talked to reporters. Uh, they said he got a PRP injection in his right arm, said there was some soreness around there from where he got the shot, but uh, he wouldn't guarantee a return for the postseason. I really doubt at this point that he will be back for the postseason. I don't think it would necessarily be a great idea to bring him back either, which is going to, I'm sure, anger fans and the Nationals everywhere if they hear you say that, but he hadn't pitched for three weeks before that on the DL stint. He's not going to pitch for another three or four weeks going in there to bring him back in a playoff atmosphere and expect a good start out of him. Is seems like uh, some wishful thinking on my part. Uh, he wouldn't commit to it today. Um, what do you think about Strasburg going forward here? Do you think it's worth it to try to get him back for that or go with what you have and get him back to full health and ready for next season? Well, it, if you can get him back and stretched out, of course you'd want to have him in the rotation. But it just seems like it will take long enough to rehab from this injury. And then on top of that, get stretched out so that you can actually throw a, a useful amount of pitches uh, it, it just seems pretty unlikely to me. Um, it, I, I was actually talking about this with Mrs. Doghouse the other day, and she reminded me of, of uh, Jordan Zimmerman's electric relief appearance in, uh, in 2012 when he came out throwing like 97, 98, uh, and, and got that one, two, three in a critical spot. But, you know, I, I, I'd love to see Strasburg available out of the pen to be a, you know, some dynamite high leverage guy, but even that boy, uh, pitching out of the bullpen is different, especially if you're not stretched out and ready to go. It's, it, you know, it breaks my heart as a fan to say this, but it, it seems like we're not going to see him in the postseason. Should that be relevant? Yeah, I, I really don't like that idea. More than a few people have said that on our site now to bring him back and have him work out of the pen, but uh, especially with his history and the way this is, the season's going here at the end, I, I really kind of hope they don't do that and hope they go with what they have and trust the guys that they have to get them through there. But uh, that's all a couple months away. They still have to get to the postseason for that to be a problem for the Nationals. I think they're down to, what, 13 games now, magic number after tonight's mm-hmm. win. So if they get there, then it can be a problem they can figure out later. Joe Ross did throw a simulated game today. That's what Strasburg would have to do, essentially, since the minor league seasons. Uh, I think they're all over at this point. So where they get him those innings and get him that work going back, I really don't know. So we'll see what the Nationals do. They have one more with Philly tomorrow, 84 and 58 after tonight's win. Just, I think it's Gio Gonzalez tomorrow, correct? Yes. Gio Gonzalez. Uh, and Adam right, yeah. Series finale, 135 p.m. in the National Park. We'll be down in there for the next three days after that for the Mets series, the next last home stand of the regular season. Talk to you after tomorrow game, sir. Flaw, Donuts, Flaw. We really should get a sound bite so we don't just have to say that. Flaw, Flaw, Flaw.